0: This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Duseau. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Thank you all for tuning in again to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. My guest today is Yarko Rutu. Yarko is an NHL veteran of 12 seasons, spending spending time with the Vancouver Canucks, Pittsburgh Penguins, Ottawa Senators, and Anaheim Ducks. He was always one of my favorite players personally to watch while he was with Ottawa in those three great years. Uh, After retiring from playing, Yarko is now the Columbus Blue Jackets European Development Coach. Yarko, thanks for making the time for this today. I appreciate it. No problem, Kenny. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So just to where I always like to start off, can you tell me a little bit about yourself growing up? I know you grew up in Finland. You know, was hockey big there? Was it sort of a right from day one thing for you? Or how did that kind of evolve?
1: Uh, I played a lot of different sports. Uh, summertime, I played soccer and, and you know, track and field. Uh, then the wintertime, hockey. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of different Different sports, but i mainly use soccer and hockey, and a more serious in a more serious way. And uh, I think it might have been 15 or
0: 16 when I dropped soccer, um, and just kind of focused more and more on, on hockey. And was hockey a fairly big sport in Finland? Like, was that you know one, as prominent as it is in Canada, or like how did that how did that look?
1: Uh, well, hockey has been number one sports in Finland for a long time, and and, and obviously now with the internet and all that, all that's come with it, and you know, it, uh, the sports has expanded major, in a, in a major way. But yeah, it was it was popular then, but it was a little little different. And you know, it's it's I guess it's the same everywhere. is uh, yeah. Canada the way hockey is being looked at, and you know how close people follow it. But at, at Finland, it's it's number one sport there.
0: Yeah, because I was just curious, you know, with you having grown up, obviously, in a different country, because I know in Canada, kids growing up playing hockey, the NHL is always kind of what they're looking at and, you know, where they want to go. You know, in Finland, was it the same dream right off the start of wanting to come to North America and play in the NHL? Or were there different leagues that you kind of had your eyes set on right away?
1: Uh, It's it's a little different setup, you know, back in the day when I was, uh, you know, Teenager, you know, there wasn't, you know, the others were, were then the heyday, and and you know, it's you got the day late, the news, you know, that what's going on, and it wasn't as as uh, as quick the information that well, the way the information kind of got 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 in here, but yeah, I, I think it was kind of you know, it's a dream, uh, not in the in the same way since the Canadian kids because it's 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 there all the time, and it was at the time it was, a, it was, it was a bigger sport, but. Yeah, I, somewhere there, and then once, once, once I grew up, and I guess, it, then it kind of kicked in, and you know, there's a chance that I could play in that league, and you know, and, and then it just, it just happened, you know, when you, when you before you realized it.
0: Yeah, and so how did that, how did that realization kind of come to be for you? You know, that you could actually not just make a career of it, but you know, come to North America and play in the NHL.
1: Uh. Well, I'm kind of late bloomer in that way. I never really wasn't... I never wasn't really the top player in Finland. Uh, in, I never played in any uh, national teams and junior national teams or even had a day, one day at the camp. Um, so I kind of slid in through the back door and I think probably when it kicked, it was 98, it was, uh, I was 23 at the time. Uh, I, would, I would play at the IFK in Helsinki and we actually had a really good team. I ended up winning the... Uh, a championship in Finland and in World Championships. After after that, uh, I had a good playoffs and, and the, the World Championships, and then I got drafted. After after that, and at the time you couldn't play in the uh, in the NHL unless you were drafted as a European. So that's why kind of things got a little more complicated, and and then I actually stayed another year in here, and then then signed a contract with Vancouver, and you uh, know came over. So interesting I was so twenty four kind of twenty four when I played
0: my first uh a h uh, l game of that year I got a couple of n h l games too It's always interesting kind of hearing how you know those things happen for uh for different players because I know you know especially in the world now like you know we've got social media where you can see anybody or anything with the click of a button and you know so to So a lot of kids can kind of get caught up in that feeling of if they're not on the top team or playing at the top level right from day one, they just don't stand a chance. But to hear that, you know, you made the, like you had the amount of success you did not playing, you know, for the national team as a junior or anything like that. It's, I think it just goes to show that, you know, there's not any one right path. Everybody's going to do it a little bit differently. And for any kid that's maybe in that position where they're, they're not on those top teams, but they do still want to make this a career. Do you have any thoughts or any advice for them on, you know, how to handle those situations growing up to kind of keep pushing and try to create that success later on?
1: Uh, for me, I, I just kind of look back on myself and, and, and other players too. It's it's not about where you want to go. It's it's more about how, what you do at the, at the moment. And, and everybody has a different path. Some guys are the top players from, since they were, you know, Little kids, you know, to finish finishing the career, they, they're the best players in the world. But you know, everybody else have a different route, and and for me, it's it's, it's you know, reaching your own potential. I mean, everybody's got a different different potential, and and as as long as you work for it, um, you, you 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 put put your time and effort into it, and this you know, make sure that reach your, you reach your top potential. I think you can be proud of it, and then and it, if it's if it's a minor league or you know if it's just a junior junior player that, that's still reaching that your potential and if it's an NHL make sure make sure you measure it out I mean and, and a lot of these I see a lot of players that they have all the uh, tools and the potential but they just don't they're not willing to spend the time and 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 you know put the effort in and live live the lifestyle that really really makes it happen and and. You know, then they realize that they might get a little bit of a feel of the NHL and the top players. But then a couple of years later, they're done. So it's 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 a complicated question. But I think to me, it's more about just what do you do in everyday life and how do you how do you measure the best best potential you have out of yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so easy to get caught up in you know what everybody else around you is doing, especially when you can you know, watch highlights online and see kids your age that are, you know, playing maybe levels up from you or, you know, kids that are getting attention from teams at younger ages and feel like you need to be in that position too. But like you said, it's trying to be the best you can be every day because, you know, not every kid is going to pick up a hockey stick and be a superstar right off the start.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and and really it's, I think it's, it's, it's the best spot you can be that you, you play at the level that it's, it's, it's challenging all the, all the time, every day, but it's not too hard or not too easy. I mean, it, it's sometimes, like, everybody's different and uh, the, the progress is totally different. Like, some guys grow up faster and they get uh, stronger earlier on. Some guys do it a little later. And then it's, it's hard to play in the, you know against you know, like men if you're still a kid. So I think it's, it's better to be at the level that, where you can actually not dominate. It's more like get, get a lot of ice time but at the same time you can still get challenged and you still have to work for it every every single moment and i think that's what develops you the most it's 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 not about the level it's more about your level and, and what's right for you at the time
0: yeah i mean i think that's a great way to look at it because there are you know there there are a lot of kids out there that i think you know maybe should be spending a couple of extra years playing double a instead of triple a or you know playing that level below just to kind of get themselves let them catch up physically to the players around them and then they're going to move up naturally but they want to push a little too hard too fast get onto that top level team but then when they're there they're not they're never touching the ice and as a result they're not developing as much as they would have if they had been you know down that down that extra level yeah
1: that's that's totally if you're sitting on the bench it's not it's not getting you any better and that's that's I think that's a lot of a lot to do with the parents too. You, you want to push your kid to be a top elite team, and if he's not getting the the ice time, I mean, it's it's not even fun for the guy. So yeah, it's better to be a steer lower than than and play a lot of minutes and kind of get get the, get to the feel the fun of the game, and and at the same time you can develop also.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to look and just say, okay, I need to be higher up, higher up, higher up. But I I really like that perspective. And for any kid right now, who's, you know, trying to transition, who who maybe is put in that position where they're not at the level that they maybe want to be, you know, do you have any thoughts, any advice on how to really make the most of that, that perspective you just shared and, you know, making the most of the level you're at, instead of worrying about trying to jump up to the next level, maybe too soon.
1: Uh, I, I, it's almost like it's, 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 about the process, not, not about where you really end up going. I mean, you reach your goal, but it, it, you're going to make the difference on everyday, everyday work and, and the choices you make. Uh, I mean, there's everybody's gonna have disappointments. It's it's how you how you kind of react to them. Do you give up or kind of mope around it, or does it do you you actually get the feeling that okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't, maybe I didn't make the team, but I'm gonna make sure that I'll make it next team, I, and I put the time and effort into it and just kind of win, win, win those situations, or you know, turn them into the a situation that the negative becomes positive and. You realize that it's you know it's gonna the trend is gonna continue when you when you play. It happened to me many many times during my career. even at the NHL level. I was I was frustrated and things didn't go my way. I just dug deeper and worked you know some extra time. You know I went to the gyms off off the off the rink and kind of made sure that when I'm getting a chance to play, I, I'm in the shape that I can actually earn my spot again and and, and kind of. And it happened a few times, and, and then it's like it, the feeling you get out of it it's just it's unreal. And then you, you prove yourself uh, time and time, and you know you prove yourself to yourself, and then to the, the coaching staff and everybody else. And it's it, it's it's a grind in, in the NHL level. A lot of the guys, there's guys that are, are you know top players, but they still have to do the time. But if you're the bottom bottom guy of the team, you know it, there's always somebody tries to take your spot, and, and you know it's just want to make sure it doesn't. You don't lose grip over it. Once once you lose, it's very hard to get back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's always somebody there, especially when you get to to those professional levels. There's always somebody sitting right there with their hand up, ready to go. So if you're not ready to go, it's going to be nice and quick before, nice and quick for them to replace you. And um, I really like, you know, I really like that perspective again of, you know, just focusing on the process because I think as well, that if you're a level below where you want to be right now, but you make the most of it and you, you know, work on different aspects of your game, you get more time on the power play, whatever else it might be. You're just going to get the attention of those coaches that maybe didn't take you on the team you wanted by doing really well, a level below and not sort of moping around, like you said.
1: Yeah. The coach, coaches love the players that, you know, they never give up. Uh, if, if you give them attitude, you they're not gonna give you another chance, but if you show time after time that you're not giving up, they want to give those guys opportunities, and they want to make sure that they earn what you know they've earned the, the right to kind of get the chance. And and I think that's a thing that coaches are human beings too. It's it's not like they don't see things that 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 doesn't happen. Uh, you know, just the, the body language. I think it's a huge thing. Um, if you lose a puck, how do you how do you kind of react to that? Or you make a mistake, how do you react to that? How do you talk to your teammates? How do you you know how you are as a teammate? A lot, a lot of those things are there are things that coaches they see those things all the time, and it's a big factor uh, in, in your career. And even at the NHL level, you you look at the guys. There's there's I can't say in every team, but a lot of teams have guys that are just borderline players. But they're they're there because they don't complain. They're the the extra guy that don't get a lot of minutes. They might be sitting on the stands quite a bit. I I was part of it, you know. know, That's why I kind of know what it's like. And just don't complain. Uh, Just show up happy every day, work hard, and, and, and just make sure you're a good teammate. And then once you get a chance, then you just, you know, make things happen and, and 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 a lot of dumps, that's the difference. If mean, if your body language is bad and even if you ask it of a player if the other guy is, you're not there, they're gonna pick the guy that uh, you know, shows the energy and and, and effort and and a and, you know, smiley and positive energy
0: and and mind and they show up. Yeah, I mean I think that's huge, you know, the attitude and the energy you bring into the room every day, especially if you're one of those one of those borderline guys where they might keep you, they might not if you're pumping everybody around you up and you're, you know, bringing a positive energy, that's helping the guys around you, you know, the coaches are going to want to keep you, but if you're negative and, you know, whining and complaining that you're not on the ice when you feel like you should be, well, it's going to be pretty quick decision to say, okay, well, let's send you down to the minors and uh, we'll see you never again.
1: Yeah, and, and even that's that's in life. I mean, you, you create relationships during your your junior career, even before that. You, if you're a professional or or whatever you do with with in your life, you just leave a mark about yourself, and you know you're gonna run into people down the road, and and they're gonna remember you as a person that you were before you met them uh, before. And that's kind of you know only positive things things come out of it.
0: Yeah, of course. And I wanted to ask you one other thing about, you know, that being in that position where you're maybe not on the team that you wanted to be or not playing at the level you want it to be. And I'd love to hear what you think. You know, one thing I've been thinking a lot about is that if you're in that position where, you know, you've been cut from the team you wanted to make. My thought is go and talk to the coach, see what it was and actually get it straight from them. You know, what could I have done differently to make you choose me to put to go to get onto the team because it actually gives you that you know fresh perspective of this is exactly what the coach saw or didn't see from you that made them go a different direction and i find that's something that a lot of players aren't maybe willing to do to actually go approach the coach who cut them and say you know i want to be on this team what do you need to see from me
1: i think it's great uh, i think everybody should do it uh First of all, it it benefits the player because uh, you know what 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 the cost thought about and why did it happen. Uh, but second of all, I think you just you show that to the coach that you want to get better. I mean, if you don't use that opportunity, you're missing a good good chance to get better and learn from the for for the next time. And I I, I always encourage the players to ask for the, from their coaches like what should I do differently or what can I do better to earn more ice time. It's not. It's to me. It's not about comp. Uh, it's not a complaining. It's it's more about just being interested in, and and willing to to pay the price. What's what's gonna make the difference and put you in the in the lineup. And, and I think it's better that do it yourself. Don't make your dad do it or 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 mom or or you know agent or somebody else. I think that's just that doesn't leave a good mark. It's better that the player actually does it on his uh, on his own and and face to face with the coach.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think if you're doing it on your own, right, it just shows that you are invested. It's not the people around you only that are invested. It's actually you. You're coming in and you're saying, hey, I'm not in the position I want to be in. What do I need to do to get there? And it's not leaving it up to anyone else. It's not leaving any chance that the message isn't going to be portrayed properly. You know, it's actually just you face to face asking what you need to do. And then if you're able to go out and do it, you're just going to raise your stock in that coach's eyes, in my opinion.
1: Yes. And the coaches are for the players, not, not the, uh, the opposite way. And and that's why the coaches want to make sure, want to help you. You actually, you want to make the difference yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so to get back to your playing career, I know obviously moving you know moving even cities to play your sport can be a difficult thing for people so to be to move from Finland to Canada to pursue a hockey career i couldn't imagine was an easy transition can you talk a little bit about you know how you handled that transition to uh to Vancouver and to playing in the NHL um i'll call I'll
1: dial back a little bit i actually before uh, I, I played in finland three years pro but prior to that i was in, in michigan Tech for for a year in college and, and that's one of the things that i kind of i the in their first first three four months was hard i mean my hockey wasn't going good i was frustrated i wanted to go back back home it was, would have been so easy uh, but i stuck with it and, and at the christmas time uh after the actually new year's tournament big tournament in in Jalouse Arena. The things turned around, and then I had a good, good uh, rest of the year. So, uh, fast forward to the uh, the first NHL contract. I got got off, got off the uh, the training camp uh, uh, pretty late. I uh, went to Syracuse, uh, started the season there, and, and I wasn't adjusting well. Uh, I was struggling. Uh, the on the ice things weren't going the right way. I was I was frustrated, and then. And, and just struggle with the game and and, and off the ice was kind of feeling, feeling low too. Uh, so I kind of dialed back and, you know, looked at it. It's okay. What happened in the college? You know, I, I kind of tried to learn from the past. And then, then I kept grinding and, and the same exact thing happened. Uh, after Christmas, things really started rolling the right way. Uh, ended up getting uh, line match with one of my best buddies, Steve Correa. I, I got uh, sent down from Vancouver, and then up ended up playing in the same line, and you know got really hot in the in the uh, in the in the spring, and I got a good feeling on that in the uh, end of the you know for the after the first season. So I think that's that was the kind of thing that I looked back, what 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 had I done before to kind of you know get a bit of better feeling, and exact same thing happened. And and, and the similar type of situations happened many, many times to, uh, you know, the the rest of the 12 12 years. And, and, and I always, you know, look back and, okay, this, remember to do this, you know, just work hard, you know, things will turn around. you you'll, you know, miracles happen and it kept happening and happening and happening. And that's kind of why I believe in the, the, the process and just, you know, sticking with it and not, not giving up and, you know, it's easy. It would be easy to give up, but, you know, you never, you never, ever, you know, get the chance to, you know, win something if you, if you do.
0: Yeah, of course. And can you talk a little bit about, you know, that first season in Michigan? So I guess in college that, you know, as things are not going well for you, like you said, it would have been really easy to just turn around and go home. And you said that was something that crossed your mind. What was it that made you decide? No, you know what? I'm gonna stick with this. It's like I'm facing some adversity, but I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna push, and I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going.
1: Uh it was actually. I remember one five. This is Michigan Tech, uh, where I played. I, I, I think I called my dad. This is, you know, mid mid nineties. And and it's like, hey, I'm, I'm frosting, I want to come home. And he's like, I, I had a, I, I had a couple of teams in Finnish Pro League that I could have signed with. And it's like, it would have been an easy way out. And I just that I, paid, I paid, he said, it's like, no, you're not coming home. You're staying there. You're starting something. You're finish. You know, if something you're starting, you're finishing it. And then uh, it was a good conversation. That just kind of I wasn't. I don't think I want to come anyways. But it kind of you know gave me the push that like that's not even a thing, something to consider. And that was kind of a big push. Uh, you know, and, and things, things really, you know, turned around in in, in one game, and it's, that, you know, it, it it sounds stupid, but you feel depressed and and struggling, things are not going right, but then you get the one goal in the one game, and then it, it's a totally different world, and then you gain yeah. the energy and, and 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 trust and confidence, and you know, then you just roll with it.
0: Yeah, because I think it's something that a lot of a lot of kids obviously face throughout hockey careers and, you know, throughout life as well, is that feeling that, you know, nothing's going right for me. Everything's going the wrong way. And then the reaction a lot of the time is to want to just give up and move on to the next thing. But to hear how, you know, you were dealing with that and were able to kind of turn it around, I think is, you know, extremely valuable for a lot of people out there. And for anybody right now who maybe has is leaving home to pursue their sport at whatever age it might be, do you have anything from your own experiences that you maybe wish you had been ready for moving to a new country to pursue an athletic career?
1: Uh, I, I think kind of I learned from in, in, during the process. Um, it's very hard to kind of unless you experience yourself. I, I asked around what it's like, but everybody's got a different, different kind of route it's it's more like not not to worry about what's going to happen the next day just enjoy the moment i think that's the number one thing that you just live the life don't expect that you know wait for tomorrow you just trust it and live the dream and it, 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 whatever it is you know some guys it's the nhl that that they're reaching their potential some guys it's east coast league but it's still live the dream and you know just work at it and enjoy, enjoy the ride while you while it
0: lasts Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to handle that, right, is just to continue to stay in the moment, continue to realize that even if things aren't maybe going as well as you'd hoped, well, you're off, you're chasing your dream, you're working at what you've wanted your whole life. And that's a pretty special thing that not that many people get to do as it is.
1: Yes, it's
0: a privilege. If
1: you earn the privilege, but at the same time, you know, don't ruin it by just giving up
0: yeah absolutely and you know one thing that i one thing that i hear quite commonly while i'm doing these interviews with athletes is the feeling of being in your 40s or 50s and looking back on your career and knowing that no matter what level you made it to knowing that there was no there was no regret there was no feeling of like i wish i had done more or i wish i had worked harder or oh what could i have accomplished if being able to look back and go I gave it everything I got. And this is, this is where it led me.
1: There's a lot of guys that actually it's like, if I could have done this or if I would have done this and, you know, I would have done this and that it's just, you didn't. And that's the bottom line. And so, yeah. And, and the day I retired I was like, that's it, I'm done. And I, 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 there's no second, second guessing or second thoughts. That was it. I knew our tank was full, uh, empty and, you know, let's move on
0: yeah and i mean i think it's got to be a pretty good feeling a pretty rewarding feeling to be able to look back and know and absolutely know that you know that was it there was no more that i there was no more that i could have done
1: yeah it's, it was fun fun while it lasted but at the same time once you're done with with the professional playing and, and then there's another career and another life after that and i it's very fortunate for the guys that actually can do different uh
0: careers uh first in professional sports as a a player and you know something else after that absolutely so for any kids now that are maybe coming into their first professional camps you know whether it is in the nhl or whether it's somewhere else in the time leading up do you have any advice on what they should be doing or what they should be working on to make sure that you know they're not overwhelmed stepping into that first pro camp because i know obviously once you get to the pros, it's a different game. So, what can they be making sure they're doing to be ready for that when they are ready to make the jump? Uh, to me, just focus on the task. Uh, don't waste any energy
1: on the anything else. I mean, I did the mistake by counting, trying to figure out who's going to be in the you know the lineup and who's going to make the cut and this and that. How many one way guys or two way guys? I just uh, that's just a waste of energy. It doesn't matter. You're not making the decision. It's somebody else that does it. So, so I think that's, a, that's something that you try to find a way that you can only focus on showing up at the rink and, and, and playing, playing well. I mean, don't think about anything else, you know, what other people are thinking about or, or you know, what, what is the coach thinking about me as of right now. Just, just go and play. I mean, prepare well. Preparation is everything. Um, if you know you worked hard and you're you're well prepared physically, uh, prepare mentally uh, as well and just, you know, have everything. If you're prepared well, the rest of the things will take care of themselves. And and, and sometimes the first time is always, I mean, that's the first time at the, at the pro camp, it's, it's hard for everybody. You don't know what to expect. And second time is a lot easier, but, you know, try, try to make most of it and not, not, Thinking of things you can't control.
0: Yeah, I think the element of just those things you can't control is huge because, you know, like you said, if you're trying to count up who's in the lineup or who's going to, who else am I competing against? What's the coach thinking of me? That's all just energy that you're not putting towards playing your best game. You're putting towards these other things that you have no control over. There might be seven guys in front of you, but if you outplay all seven of those guys, then you're giving yourself a pretty good chance to make the team, but if you're yes. focused on how well they're playing, then you're probably not putting everything into making sure that you're playing as well as you can
1: yeah and actually one thing that i uh, try to actually talk about too is just stand out make yourself noticeable just just anyway make yourself noticeable if you're if you're not standing out of the out of the scrimmages or you know the tryouts you know you're not doing enough i mean just find a way to be be noticeable if it if, if you're the player that brings energy be energetic and stand out and make it make your force force them to put you in the in the situation where where you can actually make the difference and then stand out find a way to do it
0: yeah i like that a lot because that's you know obviously what's going to get coaches to continue to notice you and continue to want to put you on the ice is if you're doing your job and you're doing it better than everybody but speaking of standing out, I know that was one thing through your professional career that you did very well. Like you were a, you were one of those players that if, uh, if you were on the team that someone was cheering for, they loved you. And if you were playing for the team that they weren't cheering for, they maybe didn't like you so much. You had a good energy, a good way to get under the skin of opponents and things like that as well, which is something I always enjoyed about watching you. Was that, something that you did you did your whole life even leading up to the NHL or was that kind of an adaptation to sort of help you stand out when you got to that level? Uh, I
1: think it's an adaptation in, in a way. Uh I fairly quickly realized that you know I'm not gonna be a, a scorer. Uh so I have to find a way to kind of be a player that, that brings something something to the table, makes the team a little better or or you know somehow stands out. Um uh, um, I wasn't gonna be the heavyweight guy. Uh, I wasn't like, good enough offensively, so I had to figure out. Okay, though, I'm good defensively. I don't understand I can how to how to defend and and be smart with the puck. But at the same time, I can bring energy and I can be something that the, the other teams want to focus on. And then uh, if they focus on me instead of the puck and waste their energy on me, that's that's a positive thing for our team. So it kind of you know, by half accident and it and, and it happened, but it what I thought about it quite a bit. It's partly natural, but at the same time I tried to kinda make it better and better and try to adjust to it. Study the other team's players and, you know, who you're who you wanna, you know, talk to and kinda get under their skin and and, and a lot of times actually it was the star player because then everybody else was chasing you. It's kinda <laughs> off the limits. You are not allowed to kinda uh, unwritten rules that leave them alone. But, you know, I, I thought the opposite. It's like always try to go after the top guys because then everybody else is changing you.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think it was something that you were incredibly effective at. But uh, you said that it was partly natural, but partly, you know, an adaptation as you got into the league. And I think that is something that a lot of players do need to learn how to do is, you know, adapt and figure out like you said, what they can bring to the team better than anybody else. And so if you're talking to a kid right now, who's maybe in the position that the team they're going to be moving on to, you know, they maybe aren't going to fill that role that they're used to filling, whether that's being the scorer or whatever it might be. What would your thought be as far as what they can do to kind of look at their game and figure out, you know, that adaptation that they need to continue to be successful, even if they can't be successful in the way they have used to been?
1: I think mean, I mean if it's it's easy to say you know score goals or be offensive and productive, but it, it's it's very few guys can do it. And, and, of course, and that's why it's almost it, the next step down. You have to okay, what can I do? I, mean, I have to be de- defensively ra- reliable. Uh, so uh, study, study, and understand the game, the positioning where you are. Be reliable because the coaches like the players that they can put out every every in any situation, and then still they do the job and and once you have that dialed down and then, you know, maybe you'll, you'll find a way. Maybe, maybe I'll be a guy that, you know, I'm good at penalty shots, you know, work on those, Uh, or maybe I'm the energy guy that, you know, creates turnovers in in the offensive zone. So it's, or maybe I'm the the face-off guy that they put me out there because I'm good at face-off. So just bring in an extra asset that, you know, you're better than anybody else. And then you have a chance to make the team you obviously want to be good enough on other other assets too but but something extra you know even if you're very good at face off a lot of teams want those guys and 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 that that might just make make the difference
0: yeah i think it's an incredibly important thing right If especially if you know that you're not going to be that all-star player that they put out to score 50 60 goals a year if you know that you know i'm going to be able to do this one element better than anybody and then like you said as well bringing the positive energy every day i think that in itself is going to be a huge element of continuing on a career longer and you know adding some longevity wherever you do end up
1: yeah and it's not like even if you you know you look at the junior level you 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 become you are a certain player. Then you maybe you get to the pro level. You still progress. You still develop. You you might turn into a you know very good player. And once you just work on the things and over time you just adjust. And then the rules changed. I mean, even during my career, I used the the holding and interference. It was it was really really big before they changed the rules. And then you know everybody had to adjust. You know the rules changed, and and you had to find a way to to play smarter and, and, and better and some guys
0: couldn't they were out of the league and then some guys was good and, and they still played a lot, a lot of years after that yeah i mean i think the importance of being adaptable you know whether it's just within your role on the team or things like that like you said you know adjusting to rule changes as they come is going to be incredibly important and you know one thing we were one thing that is really one of the motivations behind me starting this show as a whole is to really teach kids and teach athletes at whatever age what it takes behind the scenes, what it takes beyond simply being skilled at the game to not only reach the top levels of sport, but succeed once you get there. And I think your career is a, obviously an extremely good example of that, having played the amount of time you did in the NHL. And just a few of the things you've said so far about, you know, the preparation to make sure that when you do get an opportunity, you're ready to make the most of it. The study of the other players, figuring out what you can bring to the team that someone else might not be able to bring to are all really good elements of what you've done. But from your experiences for these kids, maybe, you know, 13, 14 years old that are hoping to replicate your success in hockey what would be some things that they can work on right now or start implementing into their day-to-day life right now to allow them to add some longevity to their careers?
1: Uh, just the basic life. I think, you know, just eating, sleeping, just those Those are the things that you're sleeping. It's, it's so underrated. Uh, I think it's just, you know, if you want to become an athlete, you just have to have to make sure that you do it, that you, you, be smart with your sleep and eating and, and uh, training, because if you don't do, don't do things well, the training is just a waste of time. And obviously in training, you know, find a guy that, you know, you know strength-wise, you're, you're, it's good for you. You know, you, you work on things that, uh, you, on the base, that you're not starting lifting heavy weights until you really have strong, strong core and, and, you know, you, you have all the other, other pieces in, in the place. Otherwise, you're going to, you hurt yourself and then that's gonna hurt your development. And then in overall, just set the set a goal. You know, set a long-term goal, you know, short-term goal, and then the plan how to get there. Uh eat the eat the you know cake piece by piece and, and and I think it's a lot easier when you when you do that. You know, don't make it don't set a time 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 limit for let's say you have a your co goal is to make the NHL don't set a time limit there at the 18 have to be there just it's as you set your goal and then you just work on the levels and everybody's on a different schedule um, give your give yourself a best chance to, to, uh, to become a pro I mean it's it's that the everyday daily decisions you make and that's how you how you you give yourself a best chance to do so
0: yeah I think that that message that everybody's on a different path and everybody's on a different schedule is, you know, a huge takeaway from our talk so far because there are a lot of kids that, you know, if they miss their junior hockey draft, they think, okay, my hockey career is over. And then hearing these stories of, you know, kids who, never played in you know i'm in calgary alberta so for us it's the western hockey league is the big junior junior league around here and so to hear these stories of these kids that never played juniors or weren't or never played in the whl or weren't drafted into the whl and then got invited to an nhl training camp when they were you know 24 years old for the first time and then they ended up making the team and get like you know playing 10 years in the nhl it's it's amazing how different all these paths can be so it's it's cool hearing it's cool hearing that as one of your one of your messages today
1: yeah and i i i, I love the players that you're they're underdogs they never give up they have a dream and then they make it i mean drafting really doesn't matter it doesn't really mean anything let's be honest i mean if you're getting drafted first on the first round you don't you don't work it doesn't mean you're going to make it and there's a lot of guys, like you look at, the, you know, probably one of the best, best teams, players in the league, Panari, who was never drafted, went through the draft four years. And, you know, how good of a player is he? You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's there's very, there's many guys that never got drafted. I think sometimes it's good. Actually, it's great for the player. if he doesn't get drafted, then he can pick your team, you know, so, so so i don't that the craft is just that's the one one thing and it, it's obviously it's it's great that you get the, it's a co- accomplishment in the, in the way that uh, you get drafted and you but then at the moment your name is being called up nothing changes you know it's even the harder work starts and, and there's a lot of guys that never get drafted and they're going to do the same work And so uh, in the end once you're done playing then and you can look it back and see where your career was and whether you end up
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think too, like you said, it can almost be a good thing because if you come in as a first overall draft pick, you've got a lot of expectations on you. Now you've got, you know, all the fans of that organization are looking at you as the kid who's going to come in and make an impact on the team right away. Whereas the guy who doesn't get drafted, can kind of come in, stay under the radar, just put the work in, put the time in and eventually crack the roster and sort of do it a little more outside of the outside of the spotlight too.
1: Yeah, it's it happens every year. It happens more than you you realize, and and that's I think the guys are aren't maybe the guys that are not the the big names. I think you can look at the names in the NHL and you know set your goals goals there. It's, okay, this guy did it. This guy did it. You know, it's, as a motivational speaker and a motivational you know element, you can actually look at those players that actually made it that weren't, weren't that big of or known players before
0: yeah and do you have any specific players in mind maybe it was guys that you played with or maybe guys that are in the league right now that you know if a kid is looking up and sort of saying you know they haven't been drafted they haven't been in the position they want do you have any players that they should maybe look at to kind of look a little deeper into and use as an example of pursuit of their career
1: uh, well, it's kind of a, it's, it's a quick question, but I, uh, but there's a couple the guys. Some guys were drafted, some guys weren't. But I, I'd say Matt Carpenter was one of the guys. He's a heavyweight guy. Uh, I, I, he was almost ten years in the minors, uh, and, as, and then the, you know there's one one year he actually made it. You know, this so I mean, what are you, you're almost ten years in the minors, and he, he ended up playing actually quite a few years after that too. Um, who else was in Brent Sopo I think it was five years in the minors and then he was drafted before, but then he then he ended up playing one career. Um uh, Alex Burrows, I think he played in the East Coast. Um then he ended up in a two AHL to NHL and played a played a great career. There's quite a few different guys like those that just came to my mind on top of my mind quickly, but there's a lot, lot, lot more guys like that. I look at Binnington. Where, where was he before? You know, winning the Stanley Cup in 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 Saint Louis two years ago. I mean, yeah. Things things are mont Montan Saint Louis. You know, he 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 had a rough rough patch in in Calgary before, and then Hockey Hall of Famer and what a career he had. So there's yeah. there's a lot of different examples, and and everybody's got a different route.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. Don't,
1: yeah, don't compare yourself to somebody else. It, it's well, your
0: route. Yeah, well, I love that you mentioned Matt Karkner because growing up in Ottawa, I was a big Sense fan and Matt Karkner was actually one of my favorite players because I just loved that story of, you know, being in the minors so long and just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and then finally cracking that roster. And, like, I remember seeing yeah. a video of him, uh, a video of him in one of the first games after he after he made the team and you know, it could have just been the way they shot the video, but he just looked like he was skating around looking and you could just see that feeling on his face of like, I made it, I'm in the NHL. And it was just, it was yeah. such a heartwarming thing to see I, And, you know, I, I loved watching him ever since that day. Yeah. yeah great guy. And, and he earned it and he, he never quit. And
1: that, he, those are the guys that just, just never give up. You know, you can be proud, even if you don't make it. I mean, you can still have be happy and proud of your, what you are accomplished if you've done it all. But you're going to regret it if you if you didn't do all, even if, you, if you play in the
0: NHL. Of course. And so one thing I want to talk to you about as well with your NHL experience, you know, like I've mentioned, I think there's something that, you know, a lot of kids face adversity in their careers. Obviously, if you, may, if you try to pursue a sports career, adversity is something that's going to come with that but one of the first reactions is always to kind of give up or make excuses for why things aren't going your way. Can you tell me a little bit, if you had to pick something, what would be the toughest thing you had to deal with within your NHL career? And how were you able to push through that situation?
1: Uh, There are so many different types, (laughs) but I, I think the one, one kind of, it's the weirdest thing that happened in Vancouver uh, I had a tough year. I barely played. I ended up playing, I don't know, probably 30, 40 games, um, and and I was scratched for 10 games. And I sat, I played one, and it was another 10 games. I was scratched. And then uh, during the year, uh, Crawford came and and a coach Crawford came to me and asked me if I if I wanted to go to minors for conditioning. So I was like, uh, then I was like, I'll go to minors, but only if you put me through the waivers. So then he said, "Okay, okay. Um, those, this, is what, this was on Tuesday. Uh, it's like, well, so when do I go? It's like, well, you're here till till Thursday and, and Friday. Friday you'll play where wherever it was. Um, so so I was there practicing with the team on Wednesday, uh, and then th- Thursday there's a there's a game. So overnight from Wednesday to Thursday, two guys hurt their backs while sleeping." So what are the odds? Like two guys get hurt while they sleep. So one guy couldn't even make the drink. And another guy came to the drink and they worked in the morning, tried to get him going. Uh, uh, and then, then he went back home and they tried to, to warm up and couldn't do it. So they put me in and said, like, OK, you're playing. So I actually ended up playing six minutes. No pressure. Uh, I ended up scoring the goals. And after the game, I go to the office. Uh, and I asked the coach. Uh, actually, Crawford was ordering guns. Like, what time's my flight leaving tomorrow? And 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 Jack McIntyre just passed away. He said he said to me he's like, "You're not going." And that that thing was never discussed again. So then it's like, what are the odds that it happens overnight? Two guys get hurt, and I, I end up playing well only six minutes, and then you know finishing the next couple of years in Vancouver. So like so so it just shows that anything good to happen. Just don't waste your energy on things that you can't control.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, going back to that year when, you know, you're scratched for 10 games, you get in for one, you're scratched for 10 more, like going through that sort of difficult process. Obviously it's not easy when you want to be on the ice, you want to be contributing in whatever way you can, and you're not being given those opportunities. You know, how did you handle that situation? Like as far as being scratched for that long, uh before that happened for you you know how was that dealing with that day to day knowing that you weren't in the game and for any kids that are maybe dealing with the same thing where they're not being given those opportunities how do you keep positive and keep the good energy while that kind of stuff's going on
1: it's hard uh it's 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 hard but it just, you just you've got to believe in it you know it, it, it don't ruin your day on, on worrying about that things that you can't control I just try to, you know, show up and show that you want to get in the lineup. I mean, uh, work extra off the ice and, you know, make sure you're in shape. And you just wait for the opportunity. Somehow try to tune it out and kind of see the positive. You know, Like I said, you know, just try to come to the rink happy. And regardless if you're feeling it, you are know, depressed, just, you know, try to get away from the negative uh, energy and and find a way to just, to you know, be positive in, in the way, even if it's hard, I think that's the only way to me. I mean, yeah. Uh, if if you don't do it, you don't have a chance. I mean, it you it, alive. And you know, the coaches see it, you know, body language. Everybody sees it. And everybody. If you're if you're happy and you you're working hard, everybody wants to give you an give give you an opportunity. They want to give you a chance. They cheer for you to succeed. And if somebody gets hurt, you know, you know, then your chance is there. And then you better use it. Then
0: yeah and i mean especially just like you said you know the situation that happened for you where two guys got hurt while sleeping like of all ways for the opportunity to come up for you like that's got to be you know the absolute last thing in the world you think is going to happen is that you're going to wake up in the morning and two guys got hurt while they were sleeping and now all of a sudden you're in the game
1: yeah it's actually uh, hey I, I gotta quickly pick up
0: charger why i'm trying dark choose low on juice i'll i'll be back oh, yeah. in a second yeah sounds good Awesome. So we're back. So and we were just talking about you know the importance of bringing the energy every day, even if maybe you don't feel like you're getting the opportunities that you want, and just kind of keeping the positive body language and the positive attitude. And you know, one thing I wanted to bring up because again, like I said, I grew up a sense fan, and I remember one thing I really enjoyed every year was going to the sense skills competitions that they did. And I remember one season while you were with the team coming to one of those skills competitions. And then in one of the shootouts, one of the shootouts you came skating onto the ice in a massive blonde wig. And I remember thinking it was hilarious and it just blew the stands up. Like everybody loved it. And I think it's just a real Testament of, you know, those little things you can do that just bring the energy and kind of keep everyone happy and lighthearted. And um, you know, I just thought that was a great example of what we were just talking about.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, just even if you're, everybody knows you're you're in the tough spot as an extra guy. They they know what it's like, and and, and they, that's that's kind of the thing that if you if you can get over it and just try to be the guy, the good guy in the room, and you know just kind of show. Don't don't be too serious about it, and, and you know, isolate yourself. Just you know, try to find a way to be part of the team, and uh, even though it it doesn't feel like that at at times when you're when you're struggling or you're not playing you know if you if you can be a guy that do stuff on, off the ice and, and uh, you know be the joker and i think that brings lots of uh positive energy and 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 it helps of uh, the player too
0: yeah and i mean as a bonus when you get to the nhl level and all of that too it's just it's you know it's so nice for the fans seeing those guys like I, those that's some of you know the fans favorite things is watching those watching those things like that. Or, you know, one other thing that I know in the last few years, some Ottawa Senators players have been doing is they'll do these, you know, these interview shows within the locker room where they've got players interviewing each other and you could tell they're just laughing and joking around and having a great time. And it's, it's so engaging. and so much fun to watch as a fan. And, you know, I got to imagine those are the guys that you just love having around while you're in the locker room too.
1: Yeah, I think it's fun. It's it's a uh, uh, the the closer the fans and the players get to, I think that that's the one thing, and and I think that's part of the game. I mean, it, it the fans are really uh, fr- fans and the sponsors are really paying for yeah. your pocket professionals. I think that you have to somehow try to you know give them uh, back as much as possible. And obviously, obviously, want to win games and be a good player, but. You can get, go beyond that too. I, it's, there's only positive impacts to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Yarko, I want to say thank you again so much for all the time today. I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed this talk, and I think we've covered a lot of really important topics for players, especially in the world today. You know, where it's so easy to see all these highlights and all these things of players at the top level, it's easy to kind of get stuck in, you know, comparing yourselves to them and wondering why you're not as far along as this kid or that kid was when they were your age. And so to just hear your message of, you know, resetting and focusing on the process, I think is a really important, really valuable thing for young athletes out there and just young, just people out there in general. And but before we wrap up, I'd like to ask: Do you feel like there's anything that we've missed? Anything that you know can really help these players coming up that we maybe haven't touched on quite enough?
1: Uh, I mean, to talk about every player is different. Any uh, uh, other words to I can say that? Don't worry about what with the little hiccups on the way. Um, it's the big pictures. Always have that have in mind. Even the greatest players have tough moments. Um really, I mean, work on, you know, I, I believe in strength. Um if if you're if you have something you're good at, you know, make sure you get better and better and better on that. You make that's something that making an asset that it makes you stand out. You improve that the other things you're good enough and everything else too. But Find a way to stand out, and you know, create something that it's an asset that makes you better than anybody else on that area. I think that's very important to stand out, and and if you're a goal scorer, focus on that. I mean, make sure you just put your hours and and and, and efforts into that. You know, just stand out and and improve it and instead of just trying to get better, good at everything, and not be great at, at anything.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction as well, right? Is that you do need to be able to play all aspects of the game at a high level if you're going to succeed. But if you can have that one thing, whether it's, you know, you're the face-off guy or the goal scorer, or the penalty killer, or whatever that you can bring to the table that's really going to help you stand out, that's what's going to really help you create longevity and success in your career moving forward.
1: Actually that's uh, that's one thing that came to mind is just like study the game. Started the game in in a lot of different perspectives. Look at the guys. If somebody's good at playing defense, uh, why is he good at playing defense? How is he positioning himself? Uh, defense with a stick. You know, if you're a small guy, you're not gonna win the battle by or outpowering the guy. Find a way to you know defend with your stick. Be very good at defending with your stick, and and you know, so kind of study the game from video. And you know, when you look at the 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 NHL games or any other games, always study why some 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 uh, guys are good why the goals happens, you know why the mistake you know why why the goals is it uh, that happen? is it because the, uh, somebody made a mistake early in the game or is it was it was it a shot or you know, or maybe just an individual effort? So just kind of study the game, and you, the more you you kind of try to study it the, you, it's easier to adjust and put that into your game.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point because it just shows the deliberate practice of trying to improve. You know, it's one thing to go out and play the game a lot. It's a whole other thing to watch games, not simply from an entertainment perspective, but to really break down what's happening, why it's happening, what you could like, where you can make your impact in any given situation. And then when those situations arise, you're going to have thought of it A 100 times before and then you're going to know exactly what to do and you're just going to be able to make that much more impact no matter what you get faced with yeah mental preparation it's huge in, in a lot of different ways absolutely well i appreciate again so much like i said you taking the time out to do this today and if anybody is looking to get in touch with you whether it's about something that they've heard uh in our interview right now or just about anything else in general if you're open to that what would be the best way for people to do that
1: uh, email at j-r-u-u-t-u at hot uh, i'm sorry j-r-u-u-t-u at bluejackets.com
0: perfect thank you so much and for anybody else out listening this has been the elite development podcast with kenny Duseau and Yarko rutu Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Duceau. Thank you again and see you next time.